Hello, and welcome to another edition of Friday's episode of Firmly Grasp It, a podcast about sports and all its being. I am your host, Evan Greenberg. For today's episode, just me and my main podcast guest, my co-host, you know him as the King of Jordan, Sammy Oshawoke. Sammy, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well. Beautiful day here in Long Island, New York. Just been getting my vitamin D as much as I can, but avoiding other people, of course. Yeah, it's been really nice and sunny out here, too. It's been a bit hot, but I've been in the office all day, so can't wait to soak that up after this. Yeah, my fun employed life gives me plenty of time for the podcast and plenty of time to enjoy the heat and get a little color because that is not in my specialty for most summers. <laughs> just simple. Just just be Arab. I, I can't do that, unfortunately. I got the white, pasty skin. But it's hot, it's hot boy summer, and even if we're not allowed to go outside, it's still my goal to get into that physical being. Well, you know, what's a, what's a team that's typically in a state that's typically hot around now? <laughs> Is that the transition you're coming up with? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sure, go for it. What team? I'll, I'll go in. Tennessee! <laughs> The, the Titans. Titans. Yeah, his <laughs> other Tennessee teams, maybe not so much. But yeah, we're talking about the Tennessee Titans today for this episode. And they're pretty short draft. They're not like the Minnesota Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars with all their picks. Titans didn't have too much going on, but they were a great team last year. So they didn't need too much. Further needs, I only had three. I had right guard, right tackle, and defensive tackle. What do you have? I also had uh, edge rusher as well. Okay, and yeah, they lost maybe some more team. backup and receivers, even though they have you know AJ Brown. But yeah, they're just another team that doesn't use too many receivers. They're not going to be a three and four split set very often, so they're pretty good with their couple receivers. But they could use a third receiver; it wouldn't hurt them for sure. You ready to get into the picks? I'm ready. All right. First pick, 29th overall, they took Isaiah Wilson, right tackle out of Georgia. Sammy, you can start on this one. Thoughts and grades on this pick? I am a little confused. I'm not confused. This is In terms of need, this is a really good pick. But in terms of value, I think this was really high. This was a real reach for them. They probably could have waited in, in the second round. In fact, possibly, I know we're going to get to it soon, but they could have swapped their first and second round picks and their values would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, you're right. I, in terms of need, I'm, I'm giving it, probably going to stick with a B. He's a good tackle. He's, you know, on that Georgia line. He wasn't, you know, their best one, given that they've, you know, they're, he was drafted already earlier in the draft by the um, Giants. Was it the Giants? Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, Andrew Thomas went fourth overall. Yeah, he has really good build, really good size, and he can play. The thing about him is he can play multiple positions as well. He's not just stuck in in one in one spot. So that alone is a really good for what's looking like to be another run heavy team, given that they dominated last season with Derrick Henry, and. It's good to have that extra line depth, and I'm not sure they have, what is it, Nate Davis as as well as guard, so if they don't plan on starting him at tackle immediately, he can go to guard. 
it's a fine pick. It's it's a B for me. I think they probably could have gotten him with a different uh, one of their future picks. I get where you're coming from, but I disagree in that he would have been available with the 61st overall pick. We had him projected in the 50s, 40s, 50s, but being the number one right tackle on the board and seems consensusly by both us and the NFL executives that they need, they decided that they didn't want to wait till 61. Yes, I'm sure they could have traded down, but they lost Jack Conklin in free agency this year, and Isaiah Wilson is coming in as a direct replacement. I thought about the check minus because of that second round grade but I tried to account for where they're coming from and the fact that they had so few needs, at least they were hitting one immediately. So it's just a check for me because it's obviously not great value. Could have been that check minus, but I do like the pick and I like the player and it would be a little unfair to downgrade to a check minus, but I get get it. He he is. I like, I'm giving him a B. He's not a bad player. It's just the value is just, you know, they, they, they could probably... If, I, I think he would have been available by their 61st pick. I disagree because the left tackle class was strong, but the right tackle class was not. I, Isaiah Wilson is by far the best right tackle of this entire class. And maybe he would have... Fall, it should have been a second-round pick, but not at 61. And they didn't have that much draft capital that they could have really moved around. Sure, you could have traded down, but if you maybe trade down to 45 and then... He happened to go before then, and then you just lost your potential right tackle of the future. It was a risky, it was a, the risk analysis that they went for, and they decided they'd prefer to stay here and get their guy rather than trade back and hope they get him. It's possible. I I think, I mean, with who they got with their second round pick, it I feel like made made up for it in terms of value. Of course, in your opinion, it does. Because <laughs> with that next pick, 61st overall in the second round, they took Kristen Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. Sammy, I guess I was going to go because usually we'll do a back and forth here, but as an LSU guy, you have to take this one. So I'm going to guess you have some good thoughts and a good grade for this pick. I'm giving it an overall A grade. I I'm, I was between A and A+, plus, but I was looking at their depth chart and that... I, I don't know if I had cornerback as a huge need, given as they had a couple other holes around their defense. But overall, just a really incredible value pick. He was supposed to be a mid-teens, early-20s type player drafted. And he has the size. He's really good in coverage. He's got speed. He's got a really good build and pretty much everything you want in a cornerback, especially if you expect him to be your number one cornerback. And now he's going to fit in this team. He's probably he's going to be competing with um, Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler, who that's that's going to be fun to watch the three of them working together. And overall, I I love Fulton. He was one of my favorite defensive backs from the team last season, and from the previous years as well. Especially when they had a uh, greedy, he Fulton was still the best player on the on the team defensively, in the defensive back position at least. So overall, I love him. I love the pick. I'm, I'm going with an A. Yeah, he's a guy we've talked about a lot for sure going into it. And him falling a lot raised our eyebrows for sure. The value, as you mentioned, is great. They didn't necessarily have the position need. I, my guess is he's just like Wilson's a replacement for Jack Conklin. They see Fulton's replacement for Logan Ryan, who's still a free agent. So technically they could bring him back, but there seems to be some animosity there. And I 
seems unlikely that he will return. So Adoree Jackson, they just signed an extension. Malcolm Butler, they're paying a lot of money. I'm sure those two are going to be entrenched in their starting roles. But you have those two. And then as your safeties, you have Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro. Their secondary is just stacked. They're just, if especially if their teams are getting to third down, they're just going to put five, all five of those guys likely in and just stack up on receivers. And they're just going to be in great shape. I mean, we'll burn them against the... I was just going to make a comment saying what burned them against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game was that their passing defense was just atrocious in the second half. So, always get to stock up. They definitely have that in mind. Yeah, they definitely have the Chiefs in mind because, as we mentioned, they were a good team last year, made the AFC Championship game, and they brought back pretty much their entire roster for the most part. We mentioned losing Jack Conklin and Logan Ryan, but those were really only two of the very few guys they got rid of everyone else they either still had under contract or they re-signed, including Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they franchised. So they're in that process of trying to get back to that spot. And Fulton gives them a great third cornerback at this point with the potential. He has to work on some tackling issues. He has a little bit of injury issues. But if he can keep that all together, he will be a really solid cornerback in the NFL. Great value, a plus for me. Go Tigers. Go Tigers as always. Their next pick, third round, 93rd overall, they took Darrington Evans, running back out of Appalachian State. I'll start here on this one. It was a zero for me. I'm a little confused by it because Derrick Henry is, I mean, he may not be their future back as they have not signed to an extension yet, but it is seemingly likely that he is. And if they see Evans as the future, I guess it makes sense to take him now. A little early, the value I don't love, but it wasn't awful probably would have gone in the fourth round if he didn't go here. We're later in the third round, which is why it's just a zero and not a minus. Didn't fit a need there. I would have liked to maybe address that guard spot here, ideally. Which So that was a kind of a miss on my part. But what do you think? I think it was overall a good pick for them. I, I didn't think they really needed to address running back because, you know, they had Derrick Henry. But the more I think about it, I feel like maybe he's there to help take off some load off of Henry, at least maybe as a third down back or as just basically a viable option because last season they ran Henry down to the ground. Like, do you see how many attempts that he he ran last season? Oh, yeah, especially in the second half of the year. It was crazy. But I expect them to do that with him again because... Yeah, you still expect that. One, he's a workhorse back, and two, if they don't think he's going to be around next year it makes no reason for them not to run him into the ground but if they want to actually have him in the long run they want to make sure that his legs are still going for the next couple of years so you want to take off at least a little bit of that load as much as they can and also what i've read from evans is that he is more of a a passing running back like he's a catching back he he can play as a potential slot receiver at times as well so he doesn't necessarily have to be in at running back yeah, I, I mean, just think they didn't that, need to. Just, it's just, why are you getting a running back who's a potential slot receiver with your third-round pick? Unless it's Lynn Bowden, of course. He's the only <laughs> third-round pick that can do everything that he wants to do. I don't know. It's just The value seems a little questionable. I get him being a third-down back. You can get a third-down back later in the draft. I just think that... Yeah, that's probably fair. I was in between B and B minus because I I think in terms of 
what he would bring to the team is is good and you know there weren't too many good running backs later on in the draft so if they felt that they needed to address that they didn't have too many holes anyway that they could have used this pick to address at least one of those spots in terms of value but i think it's fine it, it's it's not amazing but it's a little he's a good player for them yeah, I mean, like I said, guard was a position that fell a lot into this late third, fourth round range. Probably could have been their pick here. It's not, I have nothing wrong with Evans. The team, I just don't love the fit here. Maybe on a team like the Falcons or the Cardinals, I would have liked him a lot better. Because that would have been fun. The Cardinals, the Cardinals have Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, but neither of those are elite and they're very pass heavy offense. And then. The Falcons' only real running back is Todd Gurley right now. With his injury issues, Evans would have that opportunity to get a lot of carries if an injury does happen. So that would end. Edo Smith, I believe, is still their backup, and he's not a pass catcher at all. Those two teams, I would have liked more for Evans. I don't love the fit for him, and I don't. It's just not. It's not great for either one. It's not a bad pick, as you mentioned. It is a fine pick but I would have preferred them going elsewhere, and I would have preferred him going elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to their next pick. They did not have a fourth rounder, so we moved to the fifth round, 174th overall. They took Laurel Munchinson, right? Munchison? Murchison? Murchison. I can't read. Murchison, yeah, I can't read my own handwriting. Laurel Murchison, defensive lineman out of NC State. I'll let you start here on this one, Sammy. Your thoughts and great on this pick. I think this was a okay pick. They needed defensive line. They needed bodies because they lost two guys, Austin Johnson and Jarrell Casey. So I think he's probably going to be a day one starter just due to lack of guys in that defensive line. And in terms of value, I you know it's the fifth round. So to get a potential day one starter is, is really good. And I read his... His profile, it says, it seems that he's a little small. He's 6'2", so I don't know if he's going to be able to play every snap or at least the third down snaps, but he's going to be good for that defensive rotation, and it's an all right pick. It's, it's a B for me. It's another one of those where they're trying to clearly replace a guy. Jarrell Casey was actually a 6'1", 300-pound guy, also smaller and they must see Murchison in that same role. Yes, he may start as a day one guy, and that's great for him. But it's not like I see his value is so great that he should be a day one starter on both teams. It's more the need is strong there than him being a talent that's so worth it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, his his size, he'll, in, in that case, I didn't realize Casey was 6'1", so... <laughs> he, they yeah, improved that, on right? size. <laughs> you said that, and I was like, I believe Drill Casey was a small guy, too. That was his original knock. But some guys are like that. Not every defensive tackle has to be a big, monstrous guy. The smaller ones are more adept to the pass rush because they can be more versatile on the line as well. Maybe that can help him. He can try to move outside a little bit on the occasion. I don't see that happening too much. It's a check rate for me because it does hit the need, and the value is fine. The opportunity for him is really good. Unlike the Evans pick, his fit here, he's much happier than he would be on a lot of other teams. We'll see how much he can do. He might start out rotationally early and then become more of a starter as this year comes out. I don't see him being a three-down 
defensive tackle though, which would limit his at least major majority of his snap count. Yeah, and especially in a pass heavy league when you're you're probably gonna not want to throw as many bodies on the front like that and ha- invest more on defensive backs. He might not be able to see the in terms of that's why I'm thinking he's not gonna be seeing the third down snaps at least. But as a smaller guy, he could be good for the. He's more going to be probably more situated as a pass rusher than a running guy. So I, I honestly see him the other way as a third down defensive lineman rotationally comes in and is able to get some pressure on the quarterback since he's not that big run stuffer, the Don Terry Poe style, where he's going to be just attracting double teams because of his size. He's going to have that smaller size and a little bit quickness to get by a 325 pound offensive lineman. For sure, I it's 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 a it's not a bad pick. It's I that's the reason why I gave it a B. Like it can go many ways with them. It, it's not amazing, but it's not a bad pick. No, and the need was certainly there, and it's great for him. We'll see how he pans out, though. We got two more picks, both of them in the seventh round. The first one, two hundred twenty fourth overall, they took Cole McDonald, quarterback out of Hawaii. I gave his pick zero. Just he's not going to be a starting quarterback. Obviously, seventh round picks almost never do anything in the NFL. I don't expect to actually see him anywhere. He had good numbers at Hawaii, and he was a decent player there. There's just clearly the evaluation of him as an NFL talent is not there. So not going to – don't want to rail on him too much. It's just nothing to do with him. Quarterback is just such a limited position of viability in the league, and he's likely not going to cut it. He may be a backup or third string in the league, but maybe not to. He's a seventh-round flyer. So it's a zero for me. It's like it's a very whatever pick. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a C minus because they didn't need quarterback. I think Logan Woodside, who's their current backup since Mariota left, might have better potential than Cole McDonald. And just shout out Marks Mariota as well. You know, replacing one Hawaiian with another. Well, he's not really from Hawaii, but he played for Hawaii, so I'm counting that. <laughs> I'm counting it. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, right? <laughs> basically. <laughs> Tua should have went to Hawaii is what you're trying to say. His brother definitely should have went to Hawaii. No, nah, I'm, 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 I'm fine with where he went. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on the McDonald pick? No, nah, there's, not, there's nothing really more you could say about it. It's a seventh-round quarterback in a spot that they didn't need. You know, they, I already like their backup more, so I'd say it would be a waste of a pick. could be even a D for me, if anything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in the seas. It's very whatever. In this, Cole I'm McDonald, this challenge podcast. me to a forty-yard dash. No, we're not doing that again. <laughs> but let's move on to their last pick, two hundred forty-third overall. It's a Chris Jackson, cornerback out of Marshall. I'll let you start here, Sammy. Thoughts and grain on this pick. In terms of being a cornerback, he's probably not going to make the roster. In in terms of he, I've heard I read that he could play safety. He's probably not going to make the roster, but in terms of his special teams ability, he was a top player for Marshall last season, and I think overall, if he's going to make the roster, pretty much be special teams, and I guess it's a C pick. It fits somewhere. Um, yeah, it's he's definitely going to be a special teams guy. As a secondary player, he makes no sense because that is where they are the deepest. We just mentioned they added Fulton to an already very good secondary. He's not going to play there at all. But the fact that Marshall did a great job of their special teams guys, their kicker and their 
kick returner both getting drafted <laughs> in this draft. Pretty impressive on their part. It's a zero for me. It's another... I guess it's better than McDonald because at least you have a use for him as a punt returner, kick returner, potentially. I don't know if they'll necessarily need him there. I believe they have a couple of other guys who they like in those positions currently, including Adoree Jackson, who we've talked about since he was a special teams guy and has been one both in college and in the NFL. And one of their running backs, Khalil Raymond. He also does special teams, I believe, for them. So he'll be in competition there, but we're at pick 243 which it's basically another flyer pick. If he can add on special teams, you're getting positive value out of the pick. It's a zero for me. Totally fine. Apparently he had a 4-4-8 time. In the... It's pretty good Pretty good yeah. for a guy who's going to probably yeah, be a special teamer. But I guess let's move on to those uh, final thoughts and grades. You want to start? I'm sure, yeah. Overall, I they got good players there they weren't nothing special outside of Fulton they didn't completely address the offensive line that much they drafted one they drafted Isaiah Wilson and they probably could have used a little more capital especially with their third or fifth round picks on on them overall I like they had needs they tactically addressed them but I feel like they could have added more depth or even traded out one of their picks to get more capital because that defensive line is still lacking a bit and well the offensive line still needs work like they got a tackle but I still think they need a guard even if Wilson's able to play one or the other cornerback they didn't really need but I love Fulton so he's gonna be great for them in the future Evans I'm fine with Uh, I know you you're more confused not too hot on but I'm 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 okay with Evans Murchison I mean, just another defensive line, okay value at his spot. And the other, the last two picks were not really going to really contributing much unless, you know, Jackson does something with special teams. Overall, it wasn't a bad draft. It wasn't a good draft. I think it was just solid, like, B draft. I'm a little lower on it than you are for a couple reasons. The first one, as you mentioned, the last couple picks are really kind of throwaways, which they only had six picks. And yes, they were seventh round guys. But you would hope they would try to, with so few picks, they would try to take a real flyer on at least one of them. None of their picks were bad, as you mentioned. The Fulton pick was really their only great one, though. He was their only plus that they had. I had no check pluses. Only two of the picks hit needs. And both the defensive line and the offensive line really still could use another player. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't address the needs at all, which is why the pick, like the Evans pick, if you th- thought they should trade down on the Wilson pick, that would have been fine with me. I understand why they didn't. So I'm going to go within that B minus C plus range. I'm going to go C plus just because they did not really hit needs. The only guy is the only guy that we really like is Fulton, who's going to be a day one guy. Might be a day one guy, but he's our third cornerback. Wilson be a number one guy, and he should be solid for them, if not if unspectacular. And then Murchison could play day one. But his upside is only there in terms of his the need for him to play and his snap count rather than his talent. So I don't love the draft. I wish they had made a couple moves and either tried to get better players or get better draft capital and just kind of done something to really fortify themselves to be another contender next year. Because people, some people definitely think it was a fluke. You have a team like the Ravens who should be 
looking for some revenge. The Chiefs are going to be great again. And unfortunately, the Patriots won't be up there. But there'll be several other teams. The Pitt Steelers are going to try to make a comeback into the league and be solid again. You got the Bills, who are looking like a potential division winner. The Texans, despite Bill O'Brien, are always lurking. You got the Colts, who should improve with some health at quarterback with Phil Rivers. There's just a lot of good teams that are keeping up with them, and I wish their draft reflected their urgency to keep up. Yeah, I I agree. I think you might have convinced me to maybe move them down to a B minus overall, but I think for their future, I, they still have a lot of guys under contract, and we're able to bring in, you know, Fulton, and uh, they didn't really make any more uh, off season moves, did they? Who else did they bring in free agency? No, they really like I said, they just brought kept a bunch of their guys. They did similar to the yeah. team that they really just retained everybody. Yeah. I mean, with that division itself is a bit confusing too with all the teams in there. So you never know what could happen with them. No, that's the thing though. They should really be trying to break ahead of the Texans and Colts who are in the division. I'm not worried much about the Jaguars. Sorry, Jags. But Shout really- out Shout out Leonard Fournette. And Kalevon Chason. That's true. And Minshew Mania, because he's basically one of us. He's he's one of everyone. Everyone. He's <laughs> a spirit, spirit animal of the NFL. <laughs> For those who always wanted to be, but never could be, we are all Gardner Minshew. On that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. Sammy, thanks for doing this as always. Thanks for having me as always course and thank you all for listening make sure you subscribe to firmly grasp it wherever you listen to your podcast follow us on twitter at grasp it 2020 you can email us at grasp it 2020 gmail.com couple weeks left of our draft stuff if you have not listened to a bunch of them yet make sure you do you're gonna have another great weekend i hope coming up so enjoy that thank you for listening and talk to you soon